0: Hi, and welcome to Screens in Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana. And I'm Brooke. And this is episode 81. Today, we're going to be talking about The Walking Dead, season 10, episode 14, Look at the Flowers, and the movies Spencer Confidential and Fight Club. But before we dive in, how are you doing today, Brooke?
1: I'm doing really well. Thank you for asking um, today was just another day in isolation <laughs> as a mom with, you know, I have four, I've had four children in my day. So <laughs> I've got three minors in the house, two of which are in elementary school. And so they are, um, It's called distance learning. Ah, yeah. Uh That's the technical term for it or the political term for it, distance learning. And uh, fortunately, I'm not sure if I was able to tell you the last time uh, I spoke to you, but uh, our school district provided Chromebooks, which are laptops for the kids uh in our district. So every kid, as far as I know, even down to preschool level has a Chromebook with um, data, so wireless internet included into the Chromebook for two months. And so, um, yeah, that's what they've been doing. They've been able to see their teacher for about uh, 15 to 30 minutes, um, which then uh, they take their breaks and then they'll go back on. So the older kids are are online longer, but, My kindergartner, she's online for about 15 minutes with her teacher, Uh and then I have a bunch of uh, papers for them to work on, and I I work with her one-on-one, and then my fifth grader, he gets to work with his classmates on his uh, personal cell phone, and also... He gets the lesson by his teacher on the Chromebook, so they're in conference. Yeah, wow, with their class.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, that's kind of crazy, right? That's what you we're know? doing
1: right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's it's a it's a totally different lifestyle, completely.
0: Well, they're learning to adapt, right? So that's kind of a yeah. good, great skill to learn to adapt to changes.
1: Yeah,
0: and they are
1: completely innocent and happy
0: Mm, that's so sweet it is
1: yeah you know they don't know why they're frustrated they don't know why they're overly tired maybe or you know just feeling different um all they can do is display their emotions Mm -hmm. they don't recognize them saying oh I need fresh air. I'm going to go and go for a run Uh or I need something that's going to make me feel good. Like I'm going to go online and go shopping or do my nails or eat ice cream. Like they don't know why they feel that way. Right. They just react. Yeah. And they, they say things and they're doing things. I'm like, you know, I'm trying my best to keep them comfortable. Right. And taking care of them. Like, like, Oh man, you're acting bizarre. I'm going to, Let's go outside and run or something. I I don't even know. Like, it's just little things like that. Like, we got to change it up so much. I'm like, wow, no wonder they're in school from eight to two, you know, six hours. But it's not like they're learning the entire time because they get all foggy. They need breaks like everybody does. Yeah. And they eat and they, I'm like constantly feeding them, you know, (laughs) and like bringing them this. Doing, it's like, yeah, it's pretty full time.
0: There's a lot of eating going on in isolation. Everybody's eating, you know. <laughs> being that I know. close to the refrigerator and maybe being a little bored. Yeah. So, well, how are you, Diana? I am doing good. Um I'm still working remotely, so you know, that keeps me occupied. And you know, I come out of my area, um make lunch and uh, today we had eggs benedict for lunch <laughs> yum
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah that I just, good. It,
0: it was actually really yummy oh but you know what i wanted to tell you okay so you know how i previously told you about uh billy joe armstrong from uh green day um and when i did that <laughs> that rendition <laughs> i think we're alone now so uh-huh. anyway, so there, he's doing this every Monday. So this last Monday he did, he put out the bangles um, and he was doing um, Manic Monday. So, you know, oh. what I'm doing is I'm singing out loud again and I'm so happy. I'm like, gosh, I haven't heard this song in so long. I love this song. I'm like, you know, I think I'm going to try and learn to play this on the guitar so i pick up my guitar i go out and i pick up my guitar and it's all dusty because it hasn't been played in like ages like ages it's just sitting there and so i you know strum it it's all out of tune and so i ask my son i'm like can you tune this he's all yeah he says but i can't do it just now of course i want it done right now so i start trying to tune it <laughs> And I'm trying to tune it. I'm listening, I'm putting on YouTube how to tune, you know, to listen to the the strings, uh, the tune, so I can tune my guitar. So I'm tuning it, tuning it, tuning it. Each string. I get to the last string, I tune it, whatever, and I go back and I do it again. Again, I get to the last string, and guess what happens? It breaks. And I'm like, no. Oh like oh my gosh so of course I go look on Amazon but I already know that guitar strings are probably not an essential thing so I look and I'm not going to get it for 3 weeks I'm very upset about this cuz I'm like no right now I want to learn to play the song I want to learn to play the guitar you know I played way back when I was young and then I it took a lesson probably about I don't know 8 years ago I don't know so anyway I go online, and Amazon's going to be a few weeks out. So I go to Guitar Center, and I'm able to get it in a few days. So I'm supposed to get the my string and some guitar cleaner because it's so dirty um, on tomorrow. By tomorrow, cool. So uh, we'll Did see. Did you get extra string, or does it come in a pack of well, five? Well, or- I I ordered. Just one set, and then I realized I should have ordered another set. So then I go back to Amazon. I said, you know what? I'm going to order extra ones at Amazon. It doesn't matter when they get here because they are cheaper at Amazon. I just didn't want to wait, so I wanted to get them quickly. So um, I ordered an extra pair from Amazon. And do you know that that extra pair is actually coming sooner? I don't know why. Yeah. So yes, i wow. I'll, I'll have two two sets of strings and some guitar cleaner and everything. So hopefully eventually in a couple of weeks, I can tell you that I at least have it all tuned up and I'm learning something, <laughs> learning to play this song. <laughs> but I'm just bringing it up because, you know, music makes me so happy and to hear these songs and then to play the guitar again. I just you know, it all seems very fun and happy. and so oh, good for you. I'm I, so glad to hear that. Yeah, I just thought I'd share that with you. So thank you I'll let you know how that goes yes um but in thinking about our question of the day, I was thinking about um, this episode that we see and uh, it deals with how everyone is dealing and responding to events or actions of others right and how they're dealing with you know how bait is dealing with things how, you know, we're introduced to Princess and, you know, imagining what she's had to deal with just being on her own. You know, I just so many people are dealing with so many things. And as a nation, we're dealing with the coronavirus and we all have different ways of reacting to it because it impacts us all in different ways. But through it all, we find our resilience and our resilience empowers us. And so, you know, we each have strengths and so I was wondering Brooke what is your strength that helps you overcome adversity oh
1: well I guess the will to want to live and continue on and continue um I I really love learning and I love experience and I I It's been a long time that I've felt this way, but I feel like any experience, uh, whether it's good or bad, is still considered experience. And so I take that into consideration and appreciation. And so I think I'm just always feeling um, appreciative. Yeah. I have this goodness in my heart that wants to continue on and help and grow um, all these like blossoming positive ways of life, I guess, life, right, just appreciating life in Mm -hmm. all aspects. I mean, I think that's pretty much it for me. You know, I mean, yes, I have family and I have to survive because I have this and that. But I think what ultimately gives me that strength is the love for life.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, you do. (laughs) How about you? you? you, you, Yeah,
0: I think you do have a love for life. So that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so I had to think about it, you know, and thinking about things that have happened to me in my life and how I've dealt with them and, you know, what made me overcome them or what, how, how did I react to them maybe differently than other family members may have reacted to them. And so a couple things came to mind um, I was thinking I'm very, uh, you know, I need to express myself for one. And I, I, as long as I have someone to express myself to, or a way to express myself, that is very freeing for me. Um, I don't just keep things bottled up, which I think a lot of people do. Um, Mm -hmm. and I don't think it's good for them. So for me, I have to let things out. And then I was thinking, I also grieve or, you know, I'm affected by whatever, you know, it is that I'm up against. But I still always think about the, you know, what what can I learn from this? What's, why, you know, I'm optimistic. And I'm also grateful, which is kind of like along the lines of what you said, too. I think about what I do have instead of what I don't have. And so, um, well... I think everybody, you know, should grieve and mourn and deal with and, and express how they feel. Um, I, I, I would hope that they would have, um, I would hope that they could get to a place where they feel gratitude also and to be thankful for what you do still have, no matter what that yeah. is. So I think that's what has helped me. Um, well that's good. Yeah. And so and I and I kinda see that in in this episode. I kind of see that with different people in this episode. So Oh yeah. Um Do you want to get into that right now no, or are we gonna
1: talk about it in I a think minute?
0: Yeah. We'll we'll elaborate as we get into it. Cool. So. I'm, now I'm so excited. <laughs> what is she gonna say?
1: What are we talking about? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so friends out there listening, oh my gosh, that was such a an amazing Uh, question let us know what you think what is your strength that helps you overcome adversity you can leave us a comment on Twitter at in underscore screens or at our screens and focus Facebook page you can also follow us on our Instagram and subscribe to our website and our YouTube channel so Diana What were your overall thoughts on this episode of The Walking Dead?
0: Oh, my gosh. Wow. (laughs) We were able to see a lot of different stories and relationships play out in this episode, which I really appreciated. I was so happy that they gave us the backstory on Carol and Negan and how that deal came about. We see Daryl and Negan's confrontation, uh, Beta finding Alpha's head on a spike and how that affects him. And we also get to see who rides with Eugene on his trip to meet Stephanie. And, of course, we are introduced to a new character, Princess, that I'm really excited about. And I cannot wait to find out more about her.
1: I know. I totally agree. I I feel like a lot had happened leading up to this point in the episode. And our groups have been through a tough battle recently. So, you know, there's a lack of communication. And then, of course... Speaking of communication with Eugene, and he finally comes clean with what he's been up to and how he feels about moving on to Hilltop after being a savior about, what, six years ago? And this was a great episode as far as I'm concerned. This, I feel like, was a, a great tribute and farewell to Alpha. Mm-hmm. and you know what, I feel like apparently there is only one alpha when it comes to her. I I just hope that we get to continue to understand beta from this point on. Right. And, you know, especially now that we've seen how he reacts to his old self. So I just can't wait for the next episode.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I know. Oh my gosh. So Carol, so much happens with Carol in this episode. You know, I really appreciated that the writers gave us the backstory on Carol and Negan's conversation and how that all came about. I mean, Carol basically says, hey, what if you didn't have to die? You bring me Alpha's head and that is what people will remember about you. So Negan agrees and, you know, he agrees based on her word So we cut to current time and Carol puts Alpha's head on a spike, the same place that Henry and the others were put there by Alpha. So Negan wants Carol to uphold her end of the bargain, but she asks him, what took you so long? And he says, I was doing your dirty work and I had to survive. So I need you to hold up your side of the bargain. And, you know, I want to open the new chapter in the book of Negan, which I thought was a very cool <laughs> statement from him. Exactly. But she says, not now. I need to be alone because shit takes time. Yeah. Which I think is something that he had previously said. Shit takes time. Yeah. Shit takes yeah, time. Yeah, I think he
1: did say that when she asked what took so long, right? Or Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, that was that was a trip when they actually, you know, came together with the head with Alpha's head. And it's just crazy because I just never thought or I felt like it would be really hard for that group, particularly to ever see Negan like that again. Carol wasn't there when he killed Glenn and Abraham. Carol was on her deep end. Uh I think she was at the kingdom at the time. So she wasn't traumatized like Daryl and Rick and Carl and Michonne by Megan, Negan, right? you know? So I just thought that was really interesting that she was able to get, go to him and
0: use him to do her dirty work. Yeah. I know. So. I know so much, but she's, feeling all of it, you know, it's all coming back to her because she heads out to the woods and starts hallucinating and seeing Alpha. And I love seeing Alpha again. I mean, here she is haunting Carol, although ultimately it is Carol's thoughts, grief, and fear that are speaking to her through Alpha. And so, you know, Alpha's bringing up Henry dying alone and saying things that Lizzie you know, had previously said. And then she asks Carol, what do you really want? And Carol says, I want to be alone. And, and it is clear that Carol is struggling here as she finds her way to a cabin and ends up getting trapped underneath all this rubble. A walker finds Carol and tries to get to her while Alpha reminds Carol of all the losses of Sophia, of Lizzie, of Mika and... Henry and tells her to look at the flowers, Mm -hmm. that it is time and says, you know, you lost Ezekiel and you'll lose Daryl. It's too late. But then I think that was it. I kind of think that that was the straw when she brought up Daryl because Carol just, you know, dislocates her shoulder to get out of this rubble that she's in, you know, gets out, kills the walker and says... It's never too late, which shows her resilience. So this is one of the examples that I'm talking about. Okay. You know, it was, I really think it was the thought of Daryl. Um when, when she said, you know, you're, you're killing everybody and you're losing everybody. And she's thinking, oh, heck no, I'm not going to be losing Daryl. He's not going to die. And so yeah. I think that that pulls her out of what she is in and um, gives her that strength to, you know, come back. And at that point, Alpha disappears. So you know that she's kind of conquered that issue that she's having for now. And, you know, I started thinking about Carol. I mean, think about where she started. She was an abused wife. Yep. And she had to survive all of that. We don't know her backstory. We just know, you know, that her husband would beat her. Right. And she had to be resilient then. Right. She was and super then, vulnerable. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Then yeah then she's losing all these kids. So, I mean, she's been through a lot, but she keeps getting back up. She keeps getting back up. She's come a long way. She has come
1: a long way. Yeah. So... Yeah, I know it's. It was um, amazing to see her in that state, and for her to overcome all of that. But with Negan, Negan, he's been working for Carol, and you know what? I knew Negan was up to something, but honestly, I never thought that he was in on it with Carol. That that really surprised me, you know. So Negan's confronted by Carol, and then um, they negotiate a deal, which you told, you know, like. Um, what was it she um basically was like we keep feeding you the sh- you know the crap yeah, that yeah. um we don't want and you know this is your chance to redeem yourself and uh between not just alexandria but also hilltop and oceanside because oceanside they killed all their men right yeah and with hilltop they just had them around um he had them around his finger Um, And I feel like he's pretty sincere uh, about the fact that he would like redemption. And I do feel that he's a changed man at this point. And I feel like it's an interesting shift because you know how sarcastic and, um, you know, how playful he can be in such a dark way. I just I'm glad that we're able to see this side of Negan. You know, it seems so honest and true and and toned down. He's not such an asshole, right? Because he, he can't. He can't be yeah. like that all the time. Uh-huh. His old self, right? So I want to talk about the scene where um, Carol puts Alpha's head on the pike. Uh-huh. And then he's so eager to get back to Alexandria and let everyone know what a good job he's done and what a good guy he is. It's like, yay, but Carol, you know, she just has to be alone right now. And that means Negan's on his own. And he just stands there like, Well, what do I do now? <laughs> They're gonna hang me if I walk in there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so he's just like really bothered by that. So then we see him going back to where he had um, stored Lydia for the time being. But then Daryl's there. Lydia, he opens. So Negan opens the door. The chair is empty and the rope is all loose. And he's like, "Ah, oh, crap. And then all of a sudden, Daryl just like attacks him and knocks him down. Um, so he shows him Alpha's mask. And Daryl's just like, that, what does that mean? Like that right. could be anything. And he's like, well, you know ask your girlfriend, right? So he's just like, hmm? yeah. <laughs> um, and then when they, when Negan takes Daryl to the pikes, uh, where alpha's head was to prove to Daryl that she re- alpha really is dead. Of course her head is gone. I mean, there, of course there's whispers, you know, staking the place out and they confront Daryl and Negan. Um, then whispers, they, they end up kneeling to Negan and I'm thinking, Oh, this is it. This is nature. Oh this is nature's gosh. way. He's, uh-huh. he's the alpha, right? Uh-huh. Cause you kill the alpha to be the alpha. And so of course they're going to go along with their cult ways. And Daryl's just like, are you got to be kidding me? It's <laughs> like, wow. Okay. And then, um, of course, you know, uh, they kill the whispers with that beautiful shotgun that he just takes from that one whisper. And I'm surprised uh-huh. that there's still even the slightest amount of, um, weaponry of that kind. Um, and how they had that sawed off shotgun that he so kindly took off his hands and used against him. And, and then, uh, Daryl's just like, untie me asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but Daryl, you know, when we see Daryl and Negan hanging out and kind of, you know, confiding in each other and Daryl accused Negan of actually liking spending that time with the Whisperers while he was away, right. whether or not he did, you know, look at where Negan is right now. He's back with an Alexandrian Daryl sitting side by side. All they're missing is a beer. Um, You know, and Negan, he really doesn't agree with the fact that the Whisperers have no problem killing kids. Negan has a big problem with that. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, was probably that breaking point. Like you explained last week with Alpha and her willing to kill her own daughter, Lydia.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. That
1: was probably a true test. And that made it easier for him to kill Alpha. Yeah.
0: I... Was thinking about that point of him not killing kids, and I was thinking, wasn't it? Wasn't Negan going to kill Carl right before Shiva attacked at Alexandria? He was like swinging the bat at his head, and I always wondered about that. Yeah, I'm like, he was just about to hit Carl. I mean, he if, was. Shiva, yeah, if Shiva, yeah, Shiva hadn't. So, what did he change his mind? Was he really not going to do? I just think it's weird that. That they showed that, and then now he's like, oh, no, I don't kill kids. I don't kill kids. Because I'm like, what? Because I think you're about... To... <laughs> you were going to have, you know, Rick chop off his son's arm, and then now you're going to hit him over the head with your Lucille. Yeah. So I just found that kind of, hmm, a little interesting. So right, I don't know if they changed, you know, if Negan changed along the way or... I don't know. I was just very curious about that, though. Because I think I I saw that scene. I saw that scene on something. Uh, I just
1: watched it because it was like um, Dominic had found a video on YouTube that summarized season one to season 10. And so they pulled out a lot of the key points from those episodes. um, And they did... Uh, show that clip so I just recently Saw it too
0: uh-huh. but I
1: don't know I feel like he's always kind of had that uh, Warm w- Welcoming for kids but yes He did attempt to Kill Carl Yeah um, And other attacks on Their communities that Hilltop, Like driving the cars through Their fence and you know like Of course kids could die at any moment mm-hmm. You do right. that Mm -hmm. So, yeah,
0: I mean, I think he's definitely changed. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about Beta. (laughs) This guy is batshit crazy. He finds Alpha's head on a pike, and one whisperer says to Beta, you are the new Alpha, which really pisses him off. So he makes this guy take off his mask and forces him to get super close to Alpha's biting head, you know, because Alpha's a walker head now. Yep. And she, the, you know, Alpha takes a big chunk out of this Whisperer's face, which is, and then the other Whisperer goes running off because he's all, I'm out of here. <laughs> and so then the next thing you see is Beta and this uh, Whisperer walking into a uh walker infested town and beta stabs this cheekless whisperer for the walkers to get so he's just like okay i'm done with him and so he just you know here you go and so and he's carrying around alpha's head and listens to her as if she's talking to him Mm -hmm. and i'm thinking okay for being dead Alpha is talking to a lot of living people. I mean, you know, over here she's talking to Carol, over here she's talking to Beta, so it's just really quite, you know, amusing. Anyway, uh, it is finally revealed that Beta was a very famous country musician called Half Moon, which hints have been dropped along the way, and we talked previously about how Daniel on Fear the Walking Dead had his vinyls. And then earlier in the season, I believe it was Yumiko and Magna who were listening to his music. So anyways, he puts his record on And blares it through the speakers, goes out to the balcony, and has a walker rave as all his adoring fans, a.k.a. walkers, reach up to him. And Beta is getting, like, teary-eyed and rips his mask. Aww. And then later, he thanks Alpha and stabs her brain. I don't know what she told him. He begins to walk out the door and walkers are snarling and they turn and they follow him. And then he starts with that like limp, you know, that walker limp that he does. Uh-huh. A- and then we he turns and we see he has, you know, skinned Alpha's face and stitched half of it to his existing mask. Okay, he is so crazy. I know. I just, it's it's very crazy. I thought it was interesting that
1: his name, his um, uh, his art, his artist name is Half Moon, uh-huh. and then when he attaches Alpha's face on his mask, it looks like
0: a half moon. Yeah, you're right. Ooh, that's good, Brooke. Right? Isn't that cool? <laughs> I thought it was. I mean,
1: as gnarly as it looked, like her you know, basically her cap on him. It just Yeah. It looked real. It kinda looked real. And like how her skin was kind of blue and dead looking but still fleshy. Yeah. Um and then the the other half, his old skin, it's all wrinkly and dried up like a prune. I'm like, oh, I wonder if they're gonna if the special effects if he'll be on the show long enough for them to age the skin of hers if it's mm-hmm. going to get rotten i don't know i just noticed his mask i was like wow yeah. I'm, I'm glad that they did
0: that that's that was so so creative
1: yeah that was really cool
0: okay so another tidbit um his mask was sewn together um with guitar string oh hey like cool. that
1: that's a good idea. Hey, yeah. anytime you have to, you know, you have to be um, inventive in the apocalypse, right? Like I'm yeah. making, I'm making masks right now with pipe cleaners and uh, garden twine and, you oh know, my gosh. Any, yeah, you got to do what you got to do, right? With the resources that you have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and speaking of resourceful, we have Eugene, right? Mm-hmm. Oh love Eugene. You know, Eugene has really changed also. And in this episode, he was encouraged by his BFF, Rosita, to tell the group about Stephanie. But Mm -hmm. when he does, you know, not everyone is comfortable about him keeping that information from everyone. Although Ezekiel does have his back and he decides to help him find her. So Yumiko, Eugene, and Ezekiel, they ride off on their horses. They run into walkers. Ezekiel, and they all have to battle the walkers. But then Ezekiel seems so weak. I thought he was going to die from his cancer. I know.
0: I know. know,
1: That was exhausting for him. Um, And his horse got bit. You know, like that was just really sad that he had to put the horse down. And he wasn't well. And it was almost like he's looking into a mirror because the horse has got the bite, like, on the neck. He has got his tumor on the neck.
0: Yeah. And the horse
1: is like, take me out, coach. You know? And he's probably thinking that that's him in a reflection.
0: Oh, man. I know. I really hated that part. I hate when the animals, you know, the horses get killed. I hate it. I know. I really hate it. Yeah. I didn't even know. Well, we don't know when it happened, but then I really wasn't... I guess I didn't realize that the animals would get sick and die. Or is it just from the wound? I don't know. I just found that kind of interesting, too. I'm like, they don't turn into walker horses, so... No, I but that know. was
1: like the first time that we've seen just a bite on a horse. Normally, the, the horse yeah. will get munched, you know, Eaten. like to yeah. bones. Right. So yeah, I guess it's still an infection, but maybe they just don't have the same zombie reaction. Right. Maybe they just die.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um but after that they arrive to the city. It is funny because my family's like, What city is that? Where are they? Where are they back in Atlanta? Where is that? Like I'm like Well, they're supposed to be in Virginia. And I think they did say Stephanie is outside of Virginia.
0: I think, I believe they're in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's what I read. Really? Yeah, that's what I heard. How was that even? I, how do we know? I don't know that other than reading it somewhere. I I would have not known by just watching it. Oh, okay. Oh, How far is Pittsburgh? I think think Princess says something. Well, she asked
1: what's the capital of Pittsburgh in episode 15 of season 10. But they didn't say that until the next episode. That we're not talking about.
0: (laughs) That's the next podcast episode. Okay. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, because, yeah, you're like, what's a city that they're seeing from afar, right? Because it looks pretty good. You're like, hey, it's a new city. Yeah. And no but, wonder and no wonder it was going to take a week. Remember, I was questioning that. I'm like, why is it a week? Why is it not a co-? I thought it was because Stephanie was plotting something, and it was making me mad and scared for Eugene. But if they have to trek a long way, then I guess it makes sense that it would be a week out. So, Wow. Jeez, that's a long haul. Yeah. But,
1: you know, so when they arrived in the city, we see a bunch of, like, Walkers that are staged, maybe, I guess. And you yeah. know, it's like they're displays at a theme park, right? Like <laughs> the Chuck E. Cheese or like the Bullwinkle <laughs> thing, right? They're mechanical uh, additions to the theme park. We're not recording, but. I still want to do my hand motions. Um, They were chained in cages. And then there was like one in a rocking chair and then like one hanging out by a car or something like that. And then, you know, just total display. And our group was thinking like, okay, this is weird. But, you know, they've pretty much seen it all at this point. So I guess anything can go. And Ezekiel, he actually likes it. He thought it was funny. And I thought that was really, really interesting addition to um such a dark uh, drama series. And so
0: uh-huh.
1: so then we meet this new person and she's dressed in this puffy, furry pink coat and she's got purple hair. She's wearing goggles like she's Rey from Star Wars and she's wearing like a bullet um, belt or maybe uh, I guess it, maybe she has bullets. I don't even know. Like I've seen belts that are made that, to look like it's bullets, but they're not real bullets. I'm not sure what's going on, if those are real bullets or not. But she looks really cute. Mm-hmm. You know, she's dressed super, super cute. I love yeah. it. And she's like, oh, my God. Hi.
0: This is so <laughs> awesome.
1: You know, like, she's just so I just love it. I just love like it. She too. was so yeah. happy and energetic and eccentric and loud. She's got this huge gun. You know, she looks awesome. You know, clearly she's been on her own for a while. It was so quiet in that city. So quiet. We're like, Uh where are the walkers at? And not like the last time we've seen our group in the city in season one where Rick was overrun and his horse was eaten. um, And that's when he met Glenn. But I'm really excited about this character. And so far, our group seems... Quite shocked to see her. I don't think they quite expected that, but yeah, I, I look forward to seeing where this goes.
0: This was an exciting way to end this episode. It was—it's it, so much fun. I love the introduction of Princess. I, I just thought it was a perfect way. Yeah, she has a great it.
1: personality. Love her. Yeah. Mhm. So, what other things did you notice in this episode?
0: Um, so you had mentioned it earlier, but I just wanted to, you know, emphasize it, that it was interesting that Negan calls Carol Daryl's girlfriend. I mean, even Negan notices this. Right. You know, he says, why did your girlfriend let me out of that cell? I'm like, girlfriend? Whoa, what does that mean? What's going to, you know, I, I don't know. I got excited i know I'm like i like this i like i mean i know they might just be friends because that's what you know we've all been saying for a long time but i don't know there's just a little bit of excitement and then when alpha kept asking carol what do you want what do you want i was like what does she want her to admit does she want her to admit you know that daryl might be more to her than um a friend and then when she said oh daryl's gonna die you know you Everybody around you is going to die. What I don't know her exact words, but then I thought, and then that's what, you know, helped Carol regain her strength. Or, you know, regain her reason for living. And I thought, oh, it's Daryl. It's Daryl. Maybe there's something, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, you know. It's interesting because
1: uh, the relationship that Daryl and Carol have um, I'll, you know, uh, what I'm currently watching is The Walking Dead season three. And so you see that evolution in the beginning, in the earlier episodes. And you see, you know, him mourning over Sophia. Um oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Daryl was abused. He was a child. He was abused. He had an abusive father, an alcoholic father, who was quite like Carol's husband, Um, they have a connection for sure. They definitely have a connection. And just really quickly before I forget, do you remember when, um, Daryl had all those scars on his back and we're like, where did those scars come from? Because Michonne and Daryl had the same scar. Yeah. Uh huh. Do you remember how they got those scars?
0: Well, I only remember the ex, wasn't it the ex? Well, they got part of it with that um, Michonne's, is it Michonne? Her friend. Yeah, yeah. her friend. Some part From the of past. that.
1: Yeah. But Daryl's whole back is scarred. Yeah. And that was because of his father. That's
0: what I think, I that sounds familiar.
1: Yeah, yeah, I had forgotten that cuz I had asked you, "Why did he have those scars?" and I was like, "It's a mystery. I will never know." Yeah. But in in this current season or in season 3, um Merle grabs Oh, I Darryl, remember that part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And his shirt rips and his whole back is scarred Yeah. and that's when Merle realized when he abandoned his brother right. Daryl, right. his dad beat the crap out of him uh-huh. so badly and he left an impression. Yes. Yeah. On his skin. So. Yep. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So Carol and Daryl. Well, yeah. They might be sitting in a tree, in a tree
0: K-I-S-S-I-G. Could be. One day. Uh, we don't know. Yeah. Oh, and Emily Kinney, who was Beth, wrote the song that Beta sang as Half Moon. Isn't wow. that cool? Yes, that is so cool, right? I'm like, oh my Aww. god! So I thought she's a good singer. Yeah, at Rand Rider. and um, yes. I noticed that Magna seemed very subdued. There's still something yeah. going on that we are gonna learn. I think I don't know. It just I just noticed she's just. I actually like her. I'm like, oh, I kind of like how she's being. So I, you know, I don't know where we're gonna see this go. And then right. Ezekiel and Jerry. I did not like their goodbye at all. At all. Because it it almost seemed like a goodbye. And I was not no. I'm like, nope. <laughs> nope. It's not happening. And uh I, I just don't want I just don't want it to be. They just I'm just really scared for Ezekiel. Um, you know, with uh the cancer and everything, and I, I I don't know, and they're just buddies, and I just, I thought it was very heartwarming and endearing to see them care about each other and express that, but yeah. it just also made me sad, because I'm like, please don't let this be the last time they see each other. He might have to sacrifice himself to save the group. I know, I know, but I, I don't want him to. <laughs> and then um, Beta's teeth, he's got some gold teeth. Mm. I was really noticing those gold teeth. So I was like, "Oh man. Where do you, you get... like the gold teeth?" I don't know, not that's not particularly my my favorite <laughs> look, but he had quite a few of them, so I just wow. found it so interesting that he had so many gold teeth. I like gold teeth. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Mm. And then, of course, we talked about the dressed up walkers. How many of that? I mean, that's just, I don't know. Princess is a crack up dressing up these walkers. She's like, "Eh, I have nothing else to do. Let me just put some clothes, (laughs) some wigs, some bikes. I got bored. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that was all interesting. I liked that a lot. Uh, So, what things did you notice in this episode? I would
1: say, like, the biggest thing that I noticed was, you know, the the past. There's been some episodes uh, where people have hallucinated and Carol hallucinated when she was on pills. Carol hallucinated when she was on pills. Michonne, she was drugged and hallucinated. And then now we see Carol again, hallucinating after Alpha died. I just wonder if this means something like, I'm not sure you know, there there hasn't been much emphasis on like people with mental health other than the traditional villain characters, right? Like I think that they're obviously they're you know, something happened, like maybe they were dropped when they were babies to like become these evil villains in these shows. But <laughs> other than that, like I don't see them really dealing with um mental health like there there was one wolverine who um he was kind of crazy but then uh he helped save your one of your favorite actors um (laughs) she was the doctor in alexandria denise oh yeah Uh yeah so remember she was treating that wolverine with the w on his forehead Uh uh-huh he was a little crazy But I don't see them really like having crazies in a loony bin in their communities, really, which I would think in a world like that, it should definitely exist. Well, Lizzie. (laughs) Lizzie. Beta. So I'm just wondering (laughs) if, yeah, if this is something that Carol has genetically, like
0: she deals with... psychological issues you know you know it could be it could very well be but i just i kind of think it's the way carol's dealing with things and that's how we're seeing you know that's how we get to experience Mm -hmm. what she's feeling so i don't know but you never know you could be right i mean we have to see where this leads she's had a lot of trauma in her life exactly
1: exactly and it's just Mm -hmm. this doesn't make it any easier living in a world where there's so much uh gore i guess yeah yeah. I don't think that's helpful at all.
0: <laughs> no. No, it's not. But
1: I'm rooting for Carol. I <laughs> I love Carol. Me too. I'm glad that she was able to um, work some of this out, you know, so that she does no longer put people at risk and blow up caves with there's people inside. Like, why would you do that? Right. So, yeah. But anyways... We love Carol. Carol, we love you. We um, mm-hmm. wouldn't want anything to happen to you. No. But w- why Why do you love The Walking Dead so much?
0: So in this particular episode, there were so many revelations. And there were some really intense and exciting moments. And as fans, we are glued to the screen. We get to experience Carol's spiral and then her resilience. With Beta, we see how crazy he is, and I don't know how things will play out with Beta and if we will get to know more of his backstory. I mean, yes, we know he was a famous country musician, but how, you know, I want to know how he got there, from there to where he is now. Like, what happened? You know, I I want to see that. I want to know. Um, And I hope somehow we get to see where things went wrong. And I also love the introduction of new characters that are really exciting. So I, so to meet Princess, who is in the comics, is very exciting. She's exuberant and a little Negan-ish, and um, I cannot wait to find out more. So that is yeah. why I love this show. But Brooke, you tell me why you love the show.
1: I actually, well, I just had a thought, and I had, I have a thought. Uh you just asked, you know, Beta's backstory, and I was glad that we got to see a little bit more as well. Um this community that he was walking to when he went inside and his records were there and guitars were there and there was that bottle of liquor. But did you notice that blood splatter on the ground on the floor of the apartment or the hotel room no, that he
0: was in? I didn't know. There was
1: a blood splatter. And I wonder if he tried to commit suicide in that room and put himself into um a psych ward. And maybe that's why. And maybe that's why he wears a mask on that side of his face. Maybe he tried to blow his brains out and uh he survived.
0: Yeah, they're right. Yeah.
1: Because it seems like he knew that place. Like why oh, were his yes. posters
0: there? Oh yeah, and he was it mad. Was like-
1: it was like his apartment or something, yes. right? Yeah. So I'm wondering if, if that's what he tried to do.
0: Well, something happened there. You're right. Because he, he blew a gasket when he started breaking everything up. Like he would look pissed. So I was like, what the heck? What what? We don't know what's happening. We just, you know, are seeing his reaction. I think we're going to so. know more. That's why I'm like, oh, man, I really do want to know more. I really do. What makes you get here? To be mm-hmm. who you are this way. Yeah. When when you were a famous country musician, right? I mean, you were here and now you're here. So I, I don't yeah. know. So very interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um,
1: I, you know, I love this show because, well, this episode, I was surprised with so many of the stories. We got answers that were surprising and we met new characters who gave a surprise? I'm thankful for the show. You know, and it continues, um, you know, with the interesting stories that are continuing to evolve. And week after week, it's, you know, just that simple joy in my life mm-hmm. that I can only imagine what the creators must feel. And, you know, it's so enjoyable to me that I rewatch the series year after year. Yeah, I don't really do that with anything else other than, you know, occasionally I'll try to watch Game of Thrones. But Walking Dead is something that I just like, I'm constantly into, constantly. And it's like, oh, I love The Walking Dead. Oh,
0: me love cookies. (laughs) 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 I love it.
1: (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah. So that's why I love The Walking Dead. But. If you could give an award to your favorite character, quote, or moment, who or what would you give your award to?
0: I would give my award to Negan. I love the moment. Yeah, I love the moment when the Whisper says to Negan, you are the new alpha. And then he (laughs) makes Daryl kneel. And I'm thinking, you know, we kind of talked about this earlier. I'm thinking, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? But then he turns and kills the whispers. And I knew Negan would do the right thing. So I was so happy about that. And I also like that Daryl knew it too. Because you could tell that Daryl was just waiting for him to do you know shoot him and then daryl you know kicked right into action so i i felt like he knew it was coming and he was ready to respond so i felt like okay he knew what uh negan was going to do and so that made me happy and of course and he tells him you know untie me asshole (laughs) yeah it's like don't leave me you know tied up so you know i just am loving negan it was just crazy crazy that i'm saying that but i do so tell me brooke Who would your award go to? What was your favorite quote, character, or moment? Well, I'm glad
1: that, uh, first of all, I'm glad that you uh, said that about Negan because truly it's worked. He has been redeemed by you, so therefore it could happen, right, with others. I mean, I'm glad that you nominated Negan, so that's good. But my award, I would like to give my award to Eugene for standing up, for himself
0: mm-hmm. he
1: seemed so scared when he was like talking to them about um uh discovering stephanie online right and you know he, he just looked so timid about it and and he, he also seemed pretty irrelevant to the group um so that confidence in him he had none he was so little in confidence um so i'm glad that he was able to admit to himself that he made mistakes and that you know he tries to continue on and a lot of those mistakes that he's made it's like oh really I don't know if I could forgive you for that right like you just he's Uh done some things Uh Um, so I thought it was a big move for him and his attempts at courageousness so good job Eugene
0: yeah yeah we I don't know if we give Eugene an award very often so yeah (laughs) I'm glad we're giving it to him he's he has made a lot of changes and I think I talked a while back about a few episodes back about fight him fighting in the you know battles like oh my gosh this would have never been Eugene remember when he left was you know (laughs) was gonna leave Tara in that uh, office area and but well they thought he was gonna leave Tara there but I had a feeling he was gonna pick her up and take her out of that yeah
1: Well, the the first time he met Abraham, he
0: was like, help! I know! (laughs) Yes. That's so funny. Help me! I know, he had his hands up like you just imitated his hands up next to his, you know, up next to his head. That's funny. So true. Waving his hands. Yeah. (laughs) Yes.
1: Oh, Eugene, what a good guy Mm -hmm. he's become. Yep. Yeah. So what else are you watching other than The Walking Dead?
0: Okay. I have been watching a show, Little Fires Everywhere on Hulu.
1: Mm, I can't wait to watch it.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. It stars Reese Witherspoon and Carrie Washington as Elena Richardson and Mia Warren, two very different women raising their children in 1990s suburban Ohio. It tackles big social issues like racism, economic disparity, and motherhood. I mean, that's the biggest issue that they deal with. And, you know, all the different ways in which it can differ. Uh, This is a novel by Celeste Ng. I started watching it maybe a week ago, week and a half ago, and I was like, Binging all the episodes that I could. And then I realized Ugh. that it is a weekly episode. So I just actually caught up. And then uh, when it was out, I watched another episode. And then I think I, well, last night or night before, I watched another episode. So I'm like, I can't get enough of it. It is so good. It, I am just, I cannot, I, I look forward to it. It's like the thing I cannot wait till it comes out again. Um, both Reese and Carrie are so good in their roles because they they have issues. They both have issues. And uh, sometimes you're like, oh, why did you say that? Why did you do that? Don't do that. Don't say that. You know, and and I like that. I like that because we're all flawed, right? People have flaws. You just try and get through life and and you hope that they can see, you know, their flaws and, you know, overcome them or deal with them. But um, they're just both so good. And actually, I really like, uh, I've noticed that there's been so many shows that I'm watching with Reese Witherspoon. We watched Big Little Lies. We reviewed that. Um, she was in morning show on Apple TV with Jennifer Aniston and now she's on this I mean that's three you know big shows that she's in that she's doing really good in where i'm I'm pretty sure she's will be nominated, I believe for any of those because she's been so good um this role here reminds me a little bit of her in big Little lies but I prefer her character in big little eyes she's you know, I liked her more in that. This one, she's not, not always that likable. So it's really interesting. I really like the show. I think that you will like it if you tuned in. I have Uh, the
1: book. So I just need to finish reading the book.
0: Oh, you have the book. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Um, But there's a lot of mystery. There's a lot of secrets. And yeah. that's I think what intrigues me so much because you want to know why are they doing this, what's happening, what are they hiding so um it's it's really good I just I'm loving it, so awesome. I'd say, please tune in. Oh, I'm
1: so glad yeah, I'm so glad they chose Reese Witherspoon to play this part.
0: uh-huh, yeah, and they have I love her. also they both serve as executive- pro- producers on the show, which is really awesome, oh, that's too. Cool. I like that, that's yeah cool. um.
1: I like Carrie Washington yes. a lot. Yes. Too.
0: She is great. She yeah. should be nominated too. She, they're both really good. And they yeah. both have younger versions of themselves. And those act, actors who portray them, man, they have their mannerisms down. It's really fascinating. I'm like, she's talking like Reese. <laughs> I'm like, she reminds me of Carrie. So it's like, oh, they're really good. So I'm appreciating that, the casting also. Also, the kids, all the kids, I love them all. They're great. They're such good actors. I don't know them from anything, but they're really good. So please tune in, and Brooke, I know that you will like it. Thank you. Um, I'm also watching Making the Cut. It's on um, Prime Video. It's with Heidi Klum and Tim mm-hmm. Gunn. It's another version of Project Runway. Um, I've only seen three episodes. It's pretty good. Um, you know, it's hard because I watched Project Runway for so long and I like that format. So this is a little bit different. Um, but, you know, I'm watching it. And I like, you know, these design reality shows. So I'm enjoying it so far. Um, I also watched Spencer Confidential on Netflix. This stars Mark Wahlberg and marks the fifth collaboration with director Peter Berg. Uh, Wahlberg plays Spencer, former Boston police officer who goes to prison for assaulting his captain, John Boylan. Um, After five years, he's released from prison. And it's funny because one of the inmates is Post Malone. Of course, you can totally recognize him, right, with his face tattoos. So I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, uh, he's released from uh, uh, prison after five years, and he intends to, you know, move to Arizona and you know continue living his life. Um, but. In Boston, there's the murder of Boylan, his captain or his ex captain, and a suspicious suicide of a former colleague, and through that he gets sucked back into this web of murder, drug trafficking, and corruption. And so, um, you know, it's it's it did not get good reviews, but it. It's a Mark Wahlberg movie. You know, you like Mark Wahlberg, you like these type of movies, then you'll enjoy it. And they are talking about a second film already. So, cool. Yeah. So that's what I've been watching. Oh, what thanks. have you been watching, awesome. Brooke? Awesome.
1: Well, I watched some um, documentaries, of course, right? But uh, one documentary that I did watch... Um, just last night was on sea turtles. Oh, it was, and I love sea turtles. Yeah, and let me tell you, it was just really incredible, uh, information to know what's happening with these turtles because they've learned so much about marine life through rescuing their turtles. And it's, you know, it, it's heartbreaking to know that the world is, you know, on the verge of, um, I don't know, I guess destruction, but I mean it, you know, that's just one of the leading causes of the turtle um endangerment, right? So yeah. it was information, but they're beautiful creatures. They're they're so peaceful, they're so adorable, they're fascinating, they're the way that they're constructed, I'm just like, you know, with all the different species in the world, how did this become they're they're cousins of prehistoric, um, life. Uh So it's, it's amazing that they've come this far. Um, and I just thought it was, uh, something really interesting to just tune into. It was on PBS. Um, of course I always leave my TV channel on PBS. So I'm always ready (laughs) for what, you know, as soon as you turn the TV on, is it something interesting and educational? And I tend to sit there and just watch whatever I turn on because
0: uh-huh.
1: e- almost every time it's something fascinating to see. So it was the turtles in the sea. Um, and then I also, you know, I, have been finding myself like my little, uh, I don't know, I guess my, my, my nursery or bedtime story would be a uh, fight club, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Okay, I'm ready for bed now. What am I going to just doze off to? And I will climb into bed and whip out my phone and I'll put on Fight Club. I've been watching it and, uh, you know, a little bit every night just till I get super tired and go to sleep. And Uh it's funny. I mean, I've, I haven't watched it in probably a few years, but I thought it was pretty, um, creative, uh, drama. Movie. So, Fight Club, if you don't know it or if you've seen it and you just would like to um, watch it again, it's made in 1999 and it was directed by David Fincher, which stars Brad Pitt and Edward Norton and more, like Meat Loaf. Um, he's also in it, which is he's got an interesting character. I don't know if you remember Meatloaf in the
0: movie. I don't remember him. Be- I know Meatloaf, but I don't remember right now him being in the movie. Yeah. But I'm sure I would once I saw it again. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's funny. It's kind of funny, but it's sad, too. Like, it's just, it, he's a good character. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, Edward Norton plays an office worker, Insomniac, who loves Ikea and starts an underground fight club. And he meets Tyler Durden, who's played by Brad Pitt, who is a soap maker, and their Fight Club has very strict rules. Um, And they fight other men who are fed up with their lives. And the number one rule in Fight Club is, do you remember?
0: No, I don't.
1: Don't. You don't talk about Fight Club. (laughs) That's the number one rule. Okay. Edward Norton's character, who remains unnamed, he clashes with a character named Marla, and she is played by Helena Bonham Carter, and she's a support group crasher, as well as he. And so they meet each other, and then they just kind of have this um, dysfunctional relationship after that. And then we kind of get to see. Uh, What Edward Norton's character, who he really is and who he evolved and became. So, yeah, it's a good movie. If you love Brad Pitt, it's a good one to watch. He's got his shirt off a lot. And I love Brad Pitt. He's a great actor. Edward Norton did an amazing job because he's just kind of meek and quiet at first. And then, you, you know, you get to see who he really is. And so, there might be a Tyler
0: Durden in everyone. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, thank you, Brooke. Thank you for those recommendations. And thank you for your recommendations. Oh, you're so welcome. (laughs) So... That's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in, and we hope something we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity, or inspiration. Please subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. If you could do us a big favor and rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, we need your feedback.
1: We will be uploading a new episode in a few weeks. Our next show will be on pandemic movies. You can also find our website listed in our show notes. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.